What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks. I do have a media recommendation. I love Lord of the Rings. Superheroes, movies, a little jack-of-all-trades, I guess. So what makes me a geek? What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, the weekly pop culture podcast from Central Michigan Life, where we discuss all things geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages for updates on the podcast, and to look for us wherever you find your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our website at www.cm-life.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Brendan Valentine. I'd like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow geeks this week. Uh, He will introduce themselves in a second with our question of the week. Uh, This week's question is, what is your favorite DC movie? Like, not just like, I know with the the new DCEU, there's like this whole universe that they're trying to create and failing to create. Um, But, you know, DC has like a a pretty decent history of... uh, movies being made uh, even before Marvel did with like where the first big ones were Spider-Man and uh, X-Men for at least in recent memory for Marvel. But uh, DC has an even uh, stronger history further back in film. So just wondering your thoughts on that. Uh, Personally, mine is the dark Knight um, with uh, Heath Ledger's Joker really good. But uh, the dark Knight rises is like a close second. I really like the dark Knight rises um, I like like Tom Hardy's Bane as like a perspective of the character that's not like you know this big roidy guy that he is in the comics, but also shows the intelligence of Bane. But like Dark Knight takes the cake, just with like uh, Batman Begins was a good start, but Dark Knight like really put the tone of Batman in the 21st century. Um, kind of molded the way I think of Batman now because that was one of the first Batman properties I ever really consumed. So what about y'all? Um. Okay, so hi everyone. I am Hope Gutterall. Um, I will have to agree with Brendan that uh, The Dark Knight is uh, probably one of my favorite movies because of Heath Ledger's Joker. Uh, I watched that at like midnight slash really late when I first watched it on like my little portable DVD player. Um, And then I had a friend who could do like a very close imitation of Heath Ledger's uh, you want to know how I got this smile or these scars um, and he would do it to me during every marching band rehearsal and yeah that was fun um, because I almost got nightmares from that because of how late in the night I watched that and how dark it was. You want to know house. how I got these scars? I, I can't that. quite do it. My yeah. father was a drinker. <laughs> <laughs> Just, we'll all do the rest of the episode in like our Heath Ledger Joker voice. Um, but I would also say Wonder Woman was also like very close together because I also like besides Wonder Woman being a badass, you know, Gal Gadot, um, but also having Remus Lupin as Ares. That was was really cool. That was a twist I was not expecting. That was that that was definitely like one that I was like, yes. And also I'm sitting there going, Remus, what are you doing? Go back to the other Marauders. What are you doing? So, yeah. Those are my two. All right. Isaac Hunter here. Um, I'm going to break from the mold. Just kidding. I was also going to (laughs) say Dark Knight. Um, I was actually going to say the whole uh, Nolan Batman trilogy, which is very cheap of me. Um, So I 
fantastic trilogy. Um, I actually watched it for one of my classes in high school. It was a film and literature class and we watched them and it was fantastic. Um, but I know it's not a movie, but I also want to cite the entire original Teen Titans TV show. <laughs> um, because, you know, if you bought a disc of it, it's kind of like watching it on a movie, even though it's a whole, you know, seasons. Um, oh, or you, wait, you do, we do have the Titans Trouble in Tokyo movie if you want to yes, do that. Yes, which is pretty cool. I mean, a guy turns into a giant ink monster. Um, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> gun. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That counts, right? No. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we're going to uh, do some, uh, our, just real quick, our least favorite. Um, it's not my least favorite, but everyone seems to hate uh, Batman and Robin with George Clooney. Uh, with Poison Ivy, Bane, and Mr. Freeze. It sounds like it'd be a really good movie, but everyone's like, oh, bat nipples uh, on the suit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could always go uh, old school and go Michael Keaton's uh Michael Keaton's Batman our intro music is uh, loosely based off of that uh that sound the theme the theme from that um all righty well thank you very much uh to our fellow geeks for uh starting us off with that question uh and then before we get into our main topic of the week uh we are have some geek news for you uh would anyone like to go first or should I start I can go first go for it I got this all right News number one. Uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie has been delayed one more week. So instead of coming out April 16th, it's going to be April 23rd. Um, following that, uh, the Jar Jar Binks actor Ahmed Best uh, has released that he will not be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Um, I know that some fans wanted uh, him to be Series. There. Series. Sorry. What that voice said. Now, um... But, I mean, to be fair, he only cited he wouldn't be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I mean, there's a lot of series coming forward. I want to see him in Book of, uh, what is it, Book of Boba Fett or whatever? Um, yeah. Actually, I I thought he if he was going to show up, I thought he would be, it would be in Kenobi series. Just because then you could, uh, we I feel like in the Kenobi series, we might hear more about, like, Coruscant. And, yeah. like, if he's still, like, in the, in the Senate. Um, we'll get some closure gonna... between the two characters. Yeah, I would like to know what happened to Jar Jar because I know in Legends he just lived out the rest of his life in exile for basically being the one that allowed the Empire to come to power. Yeah, um, I remember there but... being something about him like being like a clown on like some like off world like a poor clown that lived in the streets. But I don't know if that was that was. Uh... I think that's Legends. I think I think it's not canon anymore. What happened to Jar Jar? Um, and as much as everyone hates Jar Jar, I want to know what happened to him. Cause like, you don't even really see him in episode three. Like no. he's there, but not really. They're the funeral. Um, I don't know. Uh, so many people gave him so much flack that they cut down what his character could have been, which was a Sith Lord, mm-hmm. as we all know. Um, Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> um, please. When you get a Darth name, it, it becomes a new name. Unless that has mm-hmm. always been his name. Um, also, uh, the up-and-coming Lord of the Rings video game Gollum um, released uh, like a sneak peek of uh, gameplay earlier, which, I mean, I didn't even know if to take the game seriously at first, but it actually looks pretty neat. Very, almost like the way Assassin's Creed are climbing all over buildings. That's what it seemed to appear like, uh, sneaking through, you know, 
Goblin Town in the Misty Mountains, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the, but as Gollum, it doesn't seem like you're going to be doing too much combat. So I, I wonder if it's going to be a stealth-based game. Yeah, yeah. Which I, that's what I assume. I mean, he has to eat. Maybe there's just like a food bar he's got to fill up. I don't know. Is it just um, going to be like a traveling thing, like the rest of anything Lord of the Rings? It it would be really neat if it went beyond just the under the mountains, like if we actually mm-hmm. saw him like, you know, like tracking the fellowship through Moria, stuff like that. Cause um, we don't see that in the movies or really hear anything about it in the books. It's like, like once he's with the fellowship, then you, you kind of hear some of his story, but you don't get to see his journey. No. Um, maybe you get to play out him, uh, you know, killing his cousin. I don't know. Uh, for the ring. Uh, do you say spoilers? Yeah. <laughs> it happened 500 years ago. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then lastly, um, the new uh, animated TV show Invincible released on Amazon Prime um, the other day featuring uh, Stephen Ewan and J.K. Simmons. Uh, it, it, I watched the first episode and it, it's very much, you know, seems like an average superhero cartoon TV show, you know, about a boy unlocking his powers. Uh, his father is a very Superman type figure. Um, but then it gets pretty uh, intense um, in like the last 10 minutes, like very intense. Like so boys like Amazon's level Prime's, intense. Oh, boys level intense. Oof, okay. So, somewhat, so, so yeah. the thing that I've heard like Amazon Prime described as for like its original stuff for a streaming service, like the way Disney Plus is it's just cameos. That's their thing. Like if a Disney Plus original series, you're getting cameos. Um, and then, but with Prime, it's like, instead of like, you know, going over the top with like comedy or like any other like series trope, they just go over the top with violence because they can. And if you've seen the boys, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how it is. So I'm not, I'm not surprised Mm -hmm. because if it's a prime original, I expect just blood and gore heavy. Yeah. um, There's like a good, like cutoff where like a title card appears at like the 45 minute mark. And it literally could be like the end of the episode. Like it goes to black and then dialogue starts again and then it goes back and you're like, whoa, I thought it was done. Um, no, but it's really good. And um, J.K. Simmons, phenomenal actor, great voice. Uh, could definitely play a, a Superman type figure just in the voice. No, it's good. It's Sky High meets the boys, yeah, right? It, it looked like Sky High too. Like the moment I saw it, I was like, this is Sky High. But no, yeah, check it out. All right, who wants to go next? Brendan, go for it. I got this, because Hope usually takes uh, takes us away with uh, news. So um, my first thing is I've been in, like anxiously awaiting Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. I pre-ordered it months ago, and then I got delayed, um, and we still don't have a release date um, officially. However, there are rumors circulating that we might get like a, a surprise drop of the game on May the 4th. Um, there have been there have has been nothing to substantiate these rumors, um, no like, but there hasn't been nothing to deny them either. So um, I'm just hoping because uh, big thing. Um, also, as of this uh, podcast being recorded, uh, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong um, has been released. Um, however, before that, we did get a trailer um, indicating that Mecha Godzilla would be in the film. So if you have not seen it and are hoping to go see it and needed a little bit more to, more motivation to see it either in theaters or on HBO Max, 
That's it. I've also heard rumors that Mechagodzilla is actually the villain of the film, not the two fighting. Um, I, I mean, won't spoil. I believe that. Mm-hmm. I, I have heard who wins the fight. I will not spoil it. <gasps> How dare you? Uh, Get oh, out you of want here. me to spoil it on the podcast? No, you want no, me to I spoil want, it on the podcast? I don't want you. <laughs> no, how how dare you hear spoilers and even yeah. like, mention it? You're supposed to close uh, your I, ears off to those. It wasn't and my I, choice. <laughs> I was forced. Um, all right. Also, um, this was a, this news is a, a few weeks old now, but um, we got like a not like quite a teaser trailer for the Matrix Four, but we got like um, an official like released clip from, of images from the original trilogy that are like supposed to link into the fourth one, and its official release date will be December twenty second, twenty twenty one as of right now. Um, also, we did get an official cast list released uh, for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series uh, that is coming out, um, which um, I didn't mean to harshly correct you, Isaac, but also like it's long enough that it could be its own trilogy because we're getting six hour long episodes, which is the equivalent of a Star Wars trilogy in terms of time. So um, that, that'll be exciting. We're getting a Kenobi trilogy. Um, some of the um, notable names among the um, cast are moses ingram uh from the queen's gambit uh kamal uh nanjiani nanjiani my bad uh kamal nanjiani who uh is also going to be in the eternals which is being released this year uh joel edgerton who you might remember from uh the great gatsby and uh soon kang uh who played um han in the fast and furious movies are all confirmed to be in the cast among other notable names those are just the ones that i'm like i have personal connection to um and know things that they've been in um other star wars news uh we got another official trailer for the bad batch which will will be coming out on may the 4th um it does confirm that there will be appearances by captain rex and fennec shan uh both characters have appeared in other media besides the original show they've been in so um, I'm excited for both of those, especially Fennec to see kind of like more of an origin rather than what we just saw in uh, Mandalorian where like she's kind of um, cemented in her role as an assassin. This is kind of early. Uh, we also will be seeing Saw Gerrera um, in of the early days of the Empire. Saw. Oh, yeah. early, early Empire Saw is just going to be freaking ruthless. I love it. Um, Deception. Nice. Yes. Um, and then I've heard rumors in the Bad Batch that uh, we might be getting a conclusion in this season of the Bad Batch to Commander Cody's story from the original trilogy in Clone Wars. Uh, and the rumor is that Captain Rex may be the one to kill him. Um, these I are not. It. Oh, I, I, I love <laughs> and hate it. I would cry so hard. Yeah. But um, those are the rumors flying around. And if that happens, I'm, I'm going to die. Um, the HBO series for The Last of Us will start filming in Calgary in July uh, with Pedro mm. Pascal playing um, the Joel. Oh, crap, what's his name? Joel, Joel. playing Joel. Joel. I'm so excited for Pedro Pascal as Joel. That's going to be very, very good. Um, and then my last bit of uh, geek news uh, for those of uh, you that are fans of the show Lucifer, and season five is kind of cut off a little early because of COVID. Um, but season five, part two, will be released on Netflix on May 28th. And I'm very, very excited. I'm a huge Lucifer fan. So um, I can't wait. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I got to re-catch up on Lucifer. Might binge watch that show at some point. Um, so yeah, for my uh, geek news, I will start off with last week. I could not remember this bit of information and I could not find it. I found it. 
Um, so there's going to be a Hawkeye spinoff, and it's in early works for Disney Plus, and it is called Echo. Um, and the character is going to be introduced in the Hawkeye series, um, and she is a deaf Native American superhero played by Alaqua Cox. Um, so I'm super excited for that one. Um, Clint Eastwood has a new movie coming out that will be released in theaters on October 22nd of this year. Um, in which he will be directing and acting in it, and it's going to be called ca called Cry Macho. Uh, the King's Man, which is a prequel to Kingsman, is going to be released on December 22nd of this year. Uh, so it has a holiday release date. Uh, the book series, A Court of Thorns and Roses, um, based, or written by Sarah J. Moss, is... Uh, coming to Hulu as a TV series brought to you by the um, creator of Outlander and Battlestar Galactica, Ronald D. Moore. And uh, he will be co-writing with Sarah J. Moss to write the pilot episode for uh, Hulu. So I'm super excited for that. Um, if you are a fan of the Transformers movie series, you are in luck because there is a new movie that is in the works uh, from Charm City Kings filmmaker Angel, Angel Manuel Soto, along with uh, Marco Ramirez, who is the co-creator of The Defenders on Netflix. Um, he is writing the script for that movie. They, an article that I was reading said that it's not supposed to be like the main Transformers that we know, but like some of but like we'll still know what's going on i mean i'm all for more yeah. transformers yeah i'm excited for that one um for fans of musical broadway especially after the recent uh oprah interview that came out if you are fans of the royal family in england the diana the musical is coming to netflix on october 1st um, and it's also hopefully going to reopen on Broadway um, on December 1st for live audiences if Broadway is open. They had a few shows that premiered on Broadway pre-COVID, but then COVID hit and they had to stop. Um, so they turned the life of Princess Diana into a musical? Yes. That seems odd. I mean, not really. Because with, like, all the other things, like, you've got uh, the Carol King musical um, called Beautiful. Yeah, but, like, that seems weird that the royal family would allow that to happen. Not, one, not in Britain. Um, I, it, two, like... I think it was in it England seems, first. Okay. I think it but was also, it still seems weird that, like, the queen does not seem like the type of person to be like, yeah, you know, turn my dead family member's life into this musical for entertainment. I mean, if they're not totally bashing the royal family then they probably don't have much of a problem with it yeah but also wasn't there like a scandal with like i mean yes there was a scandal with like princess diana and everything so that seems like that seems princess something Charles. they wouldn't want you know continued to be talking about but i mean as long as they continue to have scandals right now it's going to be talked about too so that's fair um let's see continuing on with news so uh Fans have been very adamant about getting Sebastian Stan to play young Luke Skywalker in any of the new uh, upcoming Star Wars things. Um, 
And Sebastian Stan finally commented about the wants for him to play Luke Skywalker. And he was quoted saying during an interview, well, if Mark Hamill calls me personally to tell me that he feels inclined to share this role with me, then I'll believe it. Until then, I won't believe it. Um, so basically, like, he just wants Mark Hamill to be like, I am, yes, you can play this role, like, you know, continue. Yeah, get his blessing. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then Mark Hamill. I respect Hamill, that. Yeah, I do too. Um, but Mark Hamill came back a couple of days ago and his response was, this assumes I have any say in casting decisions at Lucasfilm when in fact I don't. Um, but I mean, if Sebastian Stan is casted as Luke Skywalker, like if that happens, then I do hope that like Mark Hamill reaches out and is like, hey, yes, you know, play it. And here's like tips or whatever. Like that would be really cool for someone who played the role for so long. Um, fans of The Flash... There is going to be a special 150th episode later on in this season, and it's going to ha- include Impulse or Bart, Bart Allen. Allen. <laughs> I, um, I heard about this. I forgot to mention it. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say something because you're so atop of the, the Arrowverse shows on, you know, CW. But um, Bart Allen is going to be played by Jordan Fisher who's kind of sort of a Disney kid, and he was also in the live-action Rent uh, musical that happened uh, a couple years ago now, I think. Um, and I could be wrong, but the last time we saw Impulse like portrayed at all was during Smallville? Live-action Smallville, yes. yes. Uh, Impulse has been in Young Justice. Okay. But, so in an animated form. Okay, but in live action form, he hasn't been portrayed since Smallville happened. And I think Smallville was the first one to portray Bart Allen. Yes, I think so too. Um, in Marvel news, Russell Crowe has been cast as an unknown role in Thor Love and Thunder. Um, so that's going to be really interesting to have multiple Australians in uh, Thor Love and Thunder, and I'm all for it because Russell Crowe can play an amazing uh, villain if needed, and he can also just be an amazing actor in general. He just plays his character from Gladiator. (laughs) (laughs) Maximus Decimus Meridius. Or he just comes in, you know, with his singing voice from um, Les Mis, you know, as Javert. Wasn't he also in, like, Hamlet? I think so. No, that's Mel Gibson. Different, different person. He's been in a lot of different things. So he's been in Shakespeare. I know he's yes. been in something Shakespeare. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the Venom sequel, Venom: Let There Be Carnage, release date has been pushed back a week from September seventeenth to September twenty fourth. Um, fans of CSI, you get to rejoice because there is a reboot happening at CBS called CSI Vegas um, and it's picking up two years after CSI uh, crime scene investigations conclusion. So William Peterson, Georgia Fox and Wallace Langham will return as their original characters, Gil Grissom, Sarah Seidel and David Hodges uh, respectively as series regulars. Uh, New cast members include Matt 
Loria, Paula Newsom, Mel Rodriguez, and Mandem or Mandeep Dillon. And I apologize, my dog is now trying to like get in on the podcast. Um, so it was originally going to air in October of last year for CSI's 20th anniversary, um, but it was delayed because of, yeah, you guessed it, the pandemic. Ooh. Oh, no way. I wouldn't have guessed that. Right? Like, it's so many things to thank COVID for. Um, Resident Evil has also been delayed. Um, Resident Evil. The movie? Yeah. Welcome to Raccoon City. It has been delayed from September 3rd all the way to November 24th. Um, and the reasoning being is likely because Shang-Chi is being released on September 3rd and Sony like wants to release in theaters and make money. And, you know, with the U.S. being really slow at reopening theaters that like they want, you know. I guess that makes it. sense. Yeah. yeah. Um. The Suicide Squad is coming to theaters and HBO Max on August 6th. So, hey, HBO Max, this is our uh, weekly bit of asking you to sponsor us, please. And thank you. Um, our weekly bit or our hourly bit? Our every 15-minute bit? All of the above. <laughs> um, my final bit of news has to do with Jensen Ackles. He and the Twitter account for this new movie um, have all released that he has been cast as the new voice actor uh, for Bruce Wayne slash Batman in the new animated movie, um, Batman, The Longest Halloween, I think is what it was called. Um, Wait, what? I didn't know that that was happening. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. It's the long Halloween. The long Halloween. Long yeah, Halloween. and the long Halloween. Oh, well, Jensen Ackles. <laughs> yeah. He's got the deep, raspy voice to play Batman. No, I, he could do it. He could definitely do it. I don't it. know if he could quite do it yet. I mean, if a British Christian Bale can do it, then That's yes. Christian Bale's British? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> hundred percent thought he was like from like Tennessee. That's how good of an actor he is. <laughs> yeah, I will say oh, well. it was really weird watching Christian Bale with his actual British accent in Ford versus Ferrari after watching him in Batman because it was like, oh yeah, he's British. That's right. Um, Swear to me. <laughs> but so other stars uh, for Batman The Long Halloween also include... Naya Riviera, which um, she was the Glee actress that passed away in the boating accident, I believe, a few years ago. Um, um, but she's going to be voicing Selena Kyle. Uh, Josh Dummel, Dumel? Dumel. Dumel um, is playing Harvey Dent. Billy Burke is James Gordon. Titus Welliver is going to be uh, Falcone. And I can never say his name last name correctly. David Dots Das Malishian. The Chubney? Wait. Who? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Pokemon yeah. Man and the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh he also plays Murdoch on the new MacGyver series. Um and he was also in Ant Man as one of the um, <laughs> Yeah. 
team members. He was also Abracadabra in the Flash series. He's, yes. a, he's everywhere. <laughs> he really is. Don't people have like certain contracts they have to follow? <laughs> Not him. <laughs> you know. Um, he is going to be Calendar Man and Troy Baker. Yes. Polka Dot Man and Calendar Man? I was waiting for him. Like, I was like, who's going to play Calendar Man? Because <laughs> like, he's a big part of Long yeah. Halloween. Um, I was like, okay, I'm excited <laughs> for that. Um, and then we get Troy Baker as the Joker. Oh, yeah. So, Troy I Baker can do many things with his voice. Very excited for that. Alrighty, well, that is it for our geek news. Thank you very much, geeks. Um, and to kind of stay on this like Batman track that we're kind of already on, uh, since we last recorded, we got actually not one, but two new trailers for the new Suicide Squad movie. Um, so we want to discuss those, uh, the trailers and like our thoughts on the movie, and then just in general where we think the DCEU is, has been, and where it's going. Um, so to start off, if you haven't seen the trailer, highly recommend going to watch it because there will be spoilers for the trailer. It is just a trailer, so it's not going to be spoilers for the movie, but highly recommend going to watch the both of them. Um, any like first impressions, thoughts, like anything big that really stood out? Uh, st- 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 what's his name? Star? Starro. Starro. <laughs> yes. That's a big so thing excited. that stood out. No, um, I... I don't know. I mean, but, but what really stood out to me, of course, was the action, like the, the huge cast. It's got such a big cast with so many good names that, you know, it's going to end up being like Deadpool 2's uh, uh, X Factor or whatever they X-Force. are. X-Force. You know, it's going to be like that because <laughs> um, the posters say don't get attached. Bro, if everyone dies... <laughs> And it's not okay. They don't have like a ton of A listers either. It's not like the last Suicide Squad where like every villain was like a A or B tier. Like even even like the lesser known ones, like El Diablo, is still like a pretty powerful, you know, villain. Yeah, it, it wasn't. But then in this one, you have Polka Dot Man and Weasel, and then uh, Bloodsport, Peacemaker. These aren't these aren't villains you're seeing in like, you know, once a year in a comic book issue. These are maybe like one-offs and might be side characters, but they're not the main villains usually. But so they're expendable. Like the only one that I don't think would die, like that is like guaranteed probably won't die is Harley Quinn. I mean, to be fair to El Diablo, he's currently in Hawaii being a private investigator known as uh, Thomas Magnum. So. The actor? Yeah. <laughs> Oh really? Okay, I guess yeah. I don't recognize him without you know him being bald and having the tattoos. Yeah, uh, and you have to like listen to the voice because like when I learned that, I was like, no, you're not. No, but yeah, it's definitely all in the voice. Wow. So. Oh, that was that was me when I realized uh, who plays Isaiah Bradley in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You rec- did y'all recognize him? Yes, but like from a lot of things. I feel like I've seen him in a lot of things. From name, what? From what? Name three. <laughs> I can name two. Uh, so he was the voice actor for Martian Manhunter in the Justice League series. And then he oh. played uh, uh, Marin Johns, Martian Manhunter's dad, in the Supergirl show. Um, so he's, like, been involved in, like, the, the superhero comics, like, stuff before and different properties. So, I, like, but I'm, I'm not used to seeing him with, like, the facial hair and actually looking old. Um, so like him as Isaiah Bradley it took me a second and I was like, oh crap, that is him. Car- uh, Carl Lumley, I think is his yeah. name. Yeah. 
but yeah, like stuff like that. Um, but I think for me, the biggest thing that stood out was definitely Starro. Um, Cause that, that is like something that Starro is a villain that I like have wanted to see simply because, you know, the first team up for, for the Avengers, the villain was Loki and we got that faithful adaptation um, in the Avengers movie, even though, you know, it had its the tweaks. I was like, there's no way we're getting a live action Starro for the justice league movie when it came out. And we got Steppenwolf, which was like, for Justice League, I feel like the, for the first one, it should have been like Legion of Doom or um, straight up just Lex Luthor, um, stuff like that. Um, and then like, and then we get Darkseid in the Snyder Cut, and I'm like, ah, eh, that should have been like a Thanos level threat. Like, not their first time meeting up is Darkseid, um, unless they did something like the animated universe where their first time is Darkseid. Darkseid gets beaten, and then like he wins at the end. And they have to like kind of backtrack that, which was really cool if you watched the DC animated universe movies, like the way that they did that. Um, but like with Starro, I was like, okay, if we're going to get a live action Starro, it's probably going to mean like Legends of Tomorrow, low budget CW, and it's not going to be something really cool. But we got like full on kaiju level Starro, like as ridiculous as it looks, it fits the vibe of the Suicide Squad movie so far. It just fits. And I really like it. And I'm very excited for this to be like the villain. Um should you explain uh, like who Starro is for people that don't know? Okay. So Starro um, in terms of comics, the first time the justice league ever teamed up was against Starro, which is just this big alien starfish yeah. uh, that its abilities are a little like hard to explain. It's kind of like a mind control thing uh, that it can do. So I guess the suicide squad, we could see some, uh that's actually star starro is not the same thing as the the what's it called plant from uh oh yeah no superman but like the the big starro is different than the little starros that mm-hmm. um little starros can attach to your face and like mind control you and you get controlled um but fun fact in that original like justice league storyline they don't actually beat starro it's Jimmy Olsen is the one that doesn't get controlled and he ends up releasing the heroes and allowing them to get, take you know. pictures of something. Oh. <laughs> nah, he, he's just there. He, like he's Superman's pal. And then he's like, or no, it's not Jimmy Olsen. Uh, who's the other one? The other reporter. That's like his boss. And most of the other ones, uh, snapper car, it's oh. snapper car. I'm so sorry. I messed that up, but he's the one, he's like the friend of the justice league that helps them out. And I thought that was really funny. Snapper car. So there's that. Uh, Hope, what was your biggest takeaway from the trailer? Oh, geez. Um, well, first off, like watching the trailer that dropped three hours ago today when we're recording this, um, first seeing like all the rats first off, I was just like, no, thank you. Um, Rat Catcher is going to be really cool. I'm excited for an, uh, like an on-screen version of that. Like Rat Catcher is obscure, but not like so obscure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, like, rats can do a lot of damage. So after watching lots of criminal, like, crime shows with rats devouring different things, um, they can do a lot of damage. So, like, you know, it's an interesting power to have. Um, too I, Fast, Too Furious. If or no, Fast and Furious 1. Yeah. Uh, where they put the bucket on the guy and heat it up yeah. with the rat on his stomach. And, yeah, uh, gory thing that I can't explain on podcast. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was also the fact that I probably knew that John Cena was going to be in this movie, but like the fact that you have a big name like John Cena in this movie, um, 
And then I well, you have a lot of big names. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you have John Cena, Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, and Pete Davidson, uh, Taika Waititi, um, who wait, Sean Gunn. Don't they think he's gonna wait? Isn't Taika Waititi possibly playing Starro? Um, I I don't remember where Taika Waititi is in this. Um, I don't think I don't, I don't know. I heard, it's I heard a rumor. At least it's a rumor. <laughs> Um, and then let's see who's voicing King Shark. I think it's Sylvester it's Stallone Sylve- yeah, is voicing yeah, Sylvester yeah, that's Stallone. Voice. So there's a lot of big names in this. Like, uh, but also like my other thing because I've been watching uh, the Rookie with Nathan Fillion. Um, he and Pete Davidson act together in at least one episode because they're half brothers. So that was interesting. Um, but just to know that they're working together. But like just in general, the fact that like they're with the suicide squad like it looks really cool um but also i'm sitting here going i hope that they don't have all these big names to draw in people and then it's a big letdown um just with it's like, james gunn so yeah, like yeah. this is that's kind of leading into the rest of the dceu the one thing i am worried about is the dc movies have created such good trailers mm-hmm. for their movies and every single one compared to the trailer has been a letdown I mean, like, like I feel except like except for oh, Wonder Woman. Oh, actually, no. Uh, speaking of trailers, um, that's actually James Gunn worked on the trailer too. Okay. Whereas for the that's first for the first Suicide Squad, they mm-hmm. the, the the director did not work on the trailer. They actually had this other company do it, and that's like the trailer was so cool for the first Suicide Squad. Um, yeah. you really thought it'd be kind of like this fun, like almost like Guardians of the Galaxy type thing, and then it like. It's kind of a letdown, but James yeah. Gunn, no, he, he actually worked. He had his hands in it, which I think is important. That's a good sign. Um, but just like one other thing, cause like, um, DC films have a habit of like filming in the dark when you can't see anything happening. Um, because you know, everything is dark, including costumes. Um, but like to see a lot of it, like in the daylight or at least in relatively well lit areas, I was like, you know, I can do this type of movie like you know even if the trailer is better than like the actual movie I'm like if I can see what's going on I'm gonna be really happy for DC to go on with that like I don't know that's just me DC definitely has had that trend not just in the movies but in most of its media of being a little bit darker yeah so I think James Gunn will kind of bring that like it's 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 got the lightness to it that he's able to bring like the comedic touch the like the fun the color but at the same time, I'm because of the characters and the inherent storyline, I still think yeah. it'll have that like, kind of like dark, gritty aspect to it. Yeah. Um, oh, specifically yeah. looking at those scenes from the trailer that are like in the jungle. Mm-hmm. I think those will be like, they'll have their comedic moments, but we'll still have that kind of darkness to it. Um, this one, kind, this trailer reminded me closer to what the video game Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League looks like rather than the trailer for the last Suicide Squad movie. Um, so I think DC in general is trying to move its properties to be able, because that's definitely been a common complaint um, is it's it, everything's too dark. I think they're trying to, the company's trying to move it's specifically its films um, to a, you know, a lighter setting, like looking at Wonder Woman 1984, that was definitely brighter than the first one. More films were, it was filmed in sunlight. You got to see Diana like outside walking around the city. Um, either of you see Wonder Woman 1984? No, my roommate did but I have not yet. I was able to see it. Definitely, like, the first one was much better, but I really liked One Room in 1984, just for what it was. Um, didn't really interfere with, like, the story told by Man, like, Man of Steel through Justice League. 
like the more the more modern era um so which was nice but also at the same time it was a little campier than the first one which i was not expecting i was expecting like diana to be more badass and like more you know in your face i am wonder woman but it was much more like i i have to do this because i'm wonder woman i don't want to oh um one thing i did notice and like i just looked it up to see if she just wasn't in the trailer um cara de Levine is not in this movie and it's interesting to me because of how much the first Suicide Squad, like, it was kind of about her because she was being controlled by... Enchantress, yeah. Yeah, and, like, how much the storyline kind of became, like, no, let's go save my girlfriend from this evil being. Mm-hmm. And now she's not even in the second one. So I'm like, okay, are they going to bring something up about that? Or are they just going to, like, ignore it? And... I'm, I'm sure it'll be mentioned, I feel like. Also, what what's the her boyfriend's name again? Rick Flag. Rick Flag. He looks so different in this one. Is it the same actor? It's the yes. same actor. Yeah. Okay, but he just because I, I, if you would have told me it was a different actor, I would have believed. Yeah, you. he looks. He looks. He's got a. He doesn't have like the soldier look, but yeah. he looks like bigger, like more muscular. I don't know. I don't know. I was like I, looking at. It and I was like, is that? I feel like part wounds. of it with like Rick Flag though, especially like after the first movie, is that he understands the suicide squad or like the villains more and so like he want he doesn't want to be that soldier role anymore and just follow orders blindly like he's like no these people are humans and like have this human side and like you know um but speaking of this too hope like because not having enchantress is not the only casting change um the only like we still have margot robbie Mm -hmm. as harley quinn we still have rick flag we still have um Amanda Waller with Viola Davis yep. um, and Captain Boomerang. Yes. But no, but that's it. yeah, no uh, Killer Croc. No, no Killer Croc, no Floyd. Deadshot, no El Diablo. Yeah. Um, well, didn't Diablo... Diablo died, Diablo died. Died. Yeah. He didn't die. But, uh, um, but the other thing, because I remember uh, the whole Deadshot thing being a really big like deal when this was first happening, like when everything was being written and coming out about this. Um, because they were originally going to recast Deadshot. Um, and then I think like people got mad or like they just decided, you know, we're not going to have Deadshot in this movie because we really like Will Smith's version and mm-hmm. we want to leave it open for him to be able to come back if he wants. Yeah, I would. And the thing about the Suicide Squad is in the comics, it's a constantly rotating roster. Yeah. And it's just whoever Waller is able to get her hands on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one point Batman was on the Suicide Squad. Because Waller was able to put a bomb in his head, but he he gets out of that. Um, Are so we yeah, sure it's... that Waller isn't the true villain of the. Yeah, Waller yeah. is a villain. Waller yeah. is a villain. Um, if you've watched uh, the animated Justice League, um, or in Superman the animated series, um, villain. Like, there's no question about it. Uh, she's arguably more diabolical than most of the the villains that in Batman's Rogues Gallery. Yeah, because um, she like, has government support. Yes, because she is the government, and that's the the point of comics. Is the government is evil above everything else? I can create the Joker, a literal homicidal maniac, but the government's worse. It's not because about it, the money. <laughs> I think part of it too, though, with her being the like the act like the worst villain is like it's true. Like it's so easy for her type of person to become the villain versus like someone turning into a half shark and becoming a villain like 
you, know. uh, you understand why King Shark might be a, a villain. Yeah. He looks like a shark. Um, <laughs> he eats people. Victor Crumb. Yeah. Victor Crumb is stuck in his animagus form. Then, like, uh, or like even Harley Quinn, you're like, yeah. okay, she was um, abused and has all this trauma in her past. And, like, I, I, don't, I can't say I wouldn't, you know, act the way she does or do the same th- same things she does if I wasn't in her position. But then you look at Wally, you're like, I really hope, because this is, like, too realistic of a villain. Like, because this, this, a Suicide Squad could happen. Like, a Waller oh, yeah. in charge of a Suicide Squad could happen. I don't think a King Shark I mean, is going to happen. That's, like, that's like uh, the movie The Dirty Dozen, uh, which was during World War II, was, it was like a, which, I mean, I think it's based on a book, not a real story, but it was a, like the government, the U S government had this group of basically people that were on death row and other like Mm -hmm. criminals all pretty much get into a squad. That was essentially a suicide mission to go and like stop this, these Nazis. Um, Good movie, but uh, yeah, really interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, let's take like a a step back from suicide squad. (laughs) I'm very excited for it. Uh, I think, um, in terms of the rest of the DCEU, I think this could be a turning point. Um, I think with James Gunn's direction, uh, a little bit of a lighter tone, this could be what fans are asking for from the DC movie. Um, this could be what the first Suicide Squad was supposed to be. Um, like a sign that the, the DCU isn't taking itself too seriously. Obviously, they don't want to follow the same format as the MCU. Um because they're, I mean, they're doing the, they did the team up movie before most of the origin stories. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's a big, a big difference. Um, but I think Suicide Squad could, you know, be that turning point. However, before this movie, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat around the bush here. The DCU has been a bit of a crapshoot. Um, Wonder Woman was fantastic. Um, you get mixed reviews for Man of Steel and uh, Batman v Superman. Most people do not like um, the Suicide Squad. Most people didn't like Birds of Prey. Um, and then you have some people that really, really like Aquaman and Shazam and some people that really, really don't like Aquaman and Shazam. So it's like we haven't gotten like that universally loved film yet mm-hmm. like, we, like we did with Iron Man, with Captain America Winter Soldier, um, like we did with Guardians of the Galaxy, like stuff that like everyone was like, this is really good when it came out. Um, I have no hate for any of those movies, but I, I feel like with what everything they're including in the films, they could be better mm-hmm. narratively is like the, is my main concern is narrative. I know a lot of people have um, like not costume, but like um, casting, not casting uh, like just the overall, like type the darkness stuff that mm-hmm. hope was talking about. Like it's, it's too, dark if that makes sense um so what are your thoughts do you have like a was there a movie that you like particularly loved when you saw it uh one that's grown on you since from the dceu or are they all just like meh they're movies um well like man of steel was kind of depressing i don't know like i it was because it was very like like the dark thing the gray like when it was done i didn't feel happy i was like mm-hmm. well the city's in ruins he had to snap a guy's neck um but there are like aspects of the movies that i, I really like like i really like like people gave um batman and batman versus superman they gave uh ben affleck a lot of flack 
They give him F Flack. Yeah. Um, but I really liked his Bruce Wayne. Like, not as Batman as much, but I, I love the, like, his Bruce Wayne. We didn't see a lot of Bruce Wayne with Christian Bale, I feel like. It was just mostly Batman. And, like, seeing the way that he, uh, like, in the beginning, like, the way that he was helping people in the streets when buildings were falling down, like, it, it didn't even have to, like, set up his character. Like, that set up his character mm-hmm. enough to be, like, he cares about the city. He cares about the people. Like, I don't know. It wasn't even his city. He was in Metropolis. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, part of it for me, like, because um, like what Isaac was saying, like, with the between Christian Bale and Ben Affleck, I feel like it's also like the Spider-Man movies between Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and then Tom Holland. Like, you have one that's really good at being the superhero side. You have one that's really good at being the um, alter ego but they really haven't found someone who's both. But then again, they haven't really written it in a way that you could have both yet. Um, And I think like, that's the biggest thing. Cause I think sometimes they try and do like too much, but they haven't necessarily like set it up to like, you know, like when you see a plot diagram, I mean, you do have the straight line, but technically like there's little points and little, you know, to build you up to that big climax so that the, like the last five-ish minutes of the movie, you're like coming down off of that high of did the hero win or lose? Um, and like, they don't really do that. They kind of just have like this little bit that kind of sets it up like beginning exposition. Then all of a sudden they're like, boom, we're in the middle of everything and you have to deal with it right away. And you kind of sort of can come down from it but also like you didn't really have a big enough build up um to do i definitely get that um because like like i'm a person that like i'm kind of in the middle for aquaman like and this is not because of my hate and i yes i will use hate for amber heard um this is because the movie itself like when they're fighting in greece i think it was um like that that's was, the first time that's the first big fight against black manta right yeah and like that was really interesting to me to like see that fight and like see them seeing arthur have to deal with that and like also having seen him as like trying to be a normal human type thing um but then after that it was just kind of like bleh like mm-hmm. when he became aquaman with the trident and everything like and king of atlantis like it was like, oh, that's like a cool little scene, but like it was also just kind of like, meh. Um, no, yeah, I, I I get what you're saying about that too. I, uh, I mean, I did love uh, Aquaman's like whoever was in the art department. I think did such yeah. a good job. Oh yeah, they have been killing it with costumes. Yeah, well, costume. I'll give them that. And like you can like underwater can be really boring mm-hmm. or really good, and they did. They were able to do really good, especially when. Uh, he was swimming away from all those like fish monster things and trench like, people trench people. And it's like nighttime yeah. and there's storm and you just see thousands of them. I was like, I was in theaters and I was like, that's so cool. But then, yeah, it really went back to that. Man. Yeah. Oh. I, th- I think because of the like success of the MCU, like Warner brothers and DC were really like the administration mm-hmm. was really trying to force like interest and intrigue to get it like to the level of the MCU really quickly. And I think because of that, in the first couple of films, like you have Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, like 
they're trying to do so much when I think they're making it too complicated. Mm -hmm. If they just, if they smooth it out, because like, think about like back to Iron Man, like you didn't try to introduce, you know, Iron Man and War Machine and uh, this history of Iron Man, Mm -hmm. uh, like with Howard Stark and all of this in one movie, you took three movies to really explain that. Like you started off with, you know, this is Tony Stark, he's a dick. Um, And then, you kind of like explored that you got like the <laughs> thanks um you kind of got um to see a little bit into his life in the first one you got a nod to war machine mm-hmm. but like it was about iron man and then you go move on to iron man 2 you see some of like tony's like inner demons you see him struggling with alcoholism his father struggling to do his father then yeah you get a little more of his backstory in the second one um and then the third one it's it's like okay where is tony stark now like now that like we've seen his past, we've seen his present. This movie is kind of about his future, him dealing with PTSD, um, and that trilogy. The trilogy is what tells Tony's story. And while there were nods throughout it to like different aspects, there wasn't like anything that was too overt that was never answered. On the other hand, the first time we see Batman in the DCU, it's you know he's been Batman for a while. We don't have this like origin story. We get a nod to Robin, like Robin being killed by the Joker, but like, that's it. And I feel like while they didn't have to necessarily do a Batman origin story, if they were going to do this experienced Batman, they shouldn't have tried to do as much with it. Like not as many like Easter eggs in the Batcave or been a little more explicit with those Easter eggs and said like, this is it. And then maybe given us a route out of it saying like, oh, okay, this isn't important. We need a little more about Bruce Wayne and Batman now and less about, you know, what might have happened in the past. Which I kind of want to go off that because, um, like you said earlier, the DC was sep- DCEU was separate from Marvel in the fact that they started with, like, all of them together rather than the origin stories first, like Marvel did. Um, and I've been, well, you've been saying this i've been thinking about like the first avengers movie um because you do get like glimpses into the backgrounds of the characters especially as they interact with each other and i think that that doesn't fully come out in the dceu movies as much um like with marvel you've got uh steve who knew howard when he was still, you know, playboy, um, not quite philanthropist like Tony, but, you know, playboy at, um, persona. Um, and then he meets Tony and he has this idea of his father and, it, you know, Howard. And so he's trying to project that onto Tony. Um, but then Tony's also like trying to get, you can see Tony is trying to get rid of like his father's, get out of his father's shadow. So, um, whereas like with, in my opinion, like between like Batman and Superman, um, you don't really like see fully see the difference, like mm-hmm. them conflicting in differences. Like I think if I remember correctly, like there was one scene where like someone was like, What happened to Martha? How do you know that name? And it's like <laughs> you don't really see them interacting on it. You see like one of them and another character going off of why does Martha affect this other character so much? Like, um, and I think if- Why did you say that name? Yeah. That's all we get. <laughs> and it's like, 
if you would let them like actually interact, like that's my mom's name. No, it's my mother's name. Oh, like when he wasn't holding a spear to his throat, when like yeah. that really should not have been the first thing on his mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like if they would have said it at the party scene and had him think like set. The, I think in the end, this comes to the goes back to like this administrative level of like they were just trying to you know get intrigue in quickly. And, you know, what's more intriguing, the origin story that we've seen a couple times of Batman or, you know, this grizzled Batman that, like, doesn't have this no-killing rule anymore. Um, but then, like, moving forward from this, too, um, the the one interesting thing about DC that, like, Marvel doesn't quite have, they're getting into the multiverse right now, but, like, DC is very, like, different timeline-oriented. Mm-hmm. So they have an excuse to start new without completely retconning everything else. Like, um, which is what I think is going to happen with the Flash movie, because um, like all the, we're getting a bunch of like we're getting a Batman reboot, reboot with Robert Pattinson, which could be introduced into the DCEU, uh, and also looks fantastic. Yes. Um, I'm very excited for that movie. Um, I'm hoping that we get to see um, Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne a little yeah. bit more yeah. than like we did than we got to see Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. Uh, because the one thing that I really want and I really need like a live action adaptation of this idea is if any of you watched Batman Beyond, um, there's one episode where there's a sound based villain that's like a recurring villain in Batman Beyond. And uh, Bruce Wayne gets put into a mental institution because this villain is manipulating like his brain. So he keeps like hearing voices in his head. Um, but the voices keep calling him Bruce. And at the end of the episode, Bruce Wayne says to Terry McGinnis, who is the current Batman, um, he says, yeah, I knew this was fake because, you know, in my head, I don't call myself Bruce. Um, and Terry's like, wait, then what do you call yourself? And he gives him the look like, what do you think I call myself? And it's like, obviously he calls himself Batman in his head. And I'm like, I need, I need someone to explore that, that like mm-hmm. Robert, like I need someone to explore that Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne does not think of himself as Bruce Wayne. He thinks of himself as Batman and Bruce Wayne is the mask. Like, that's the idea behind Batman, and I want to see that implemented in the live action. Um, and I, I think this could be, this has the potential to be that, even if it's not as direct as I want it to be. Yeah. Um, so th- this shift, obviously, the uh, the DCU has not been everything we'd kind of hoped for because of these administrative issues and like the, just the narrative hasn't worked. And there's been right. stuff like that. Uh, moving forward, they have a lot of fun projects. Is there anything you're looking forward to specifically? Well, yes, hope. I Sorry. just want to like. Because uh, with uh, you were saying how he thinks of himself as Batman and Bruce Wayne is the mask. I think that was like in Christian Bale's um, Batman series too and Christopher Nolan's um, because you have the line uh, in the last one of sometimes a hero is the guy who puts the coat around the young kid's shoulders or something like that. Um, that was towards Gordon, wasn't it though? Yeah. But, I mean, that's still him saying, like, hey, like, I became the hero that night that you showed me what a hero is. Like, even if he wasn't Batman mm-hmm. at that time. Um, and, like, honestly, with how good of an actor Robert Pattinson is, when he gets good script writing and good movie um, things, he can really create characters. Because, um, like he he honestly like i see him uh so moving into what you asked like what projects are we excited for i'm excited okay thank you for like groaning at me ellie um 
um, but I see Robert Pattinson being like the Tom Holland of the Batmans, where like he he's good at p- portraying both Bruce Wayne as well as Batman. And I think, like you were saying, Brendan, he has that mentality of I am Batman and but I need to show myself as Bruce Wayne so that like, you know, I don't give away that I'm Batman. Um, but I honestly, I'm also looking forward to the Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> she's telling me it's bedtime because it's, you know, almost 10 o'clock at night when we're recording this and my dog likes to go to bed. Oh, early. for those of you who don't have video on, uh, Hope has a dog in her lap. Yep. My big golden retriever. Um, <laughs> but so the, uh, but yeah, the the Suicide Squad, like, honestly, it looks really good. And I've been excited for it since, like, I saw um, the actor who plays Flag. Um, he had posted, like, a beso- behind-the-scenes video of, like, explosions on, like, a beach or jungle area. And, like, I've been excited since that because, like, he seemed super excited for it and everything. And I'm like, okay, if the actors and actresses are, like, really excited for something then something about this is definitely going in a good direction. And I think we have to thank James Gunn for that, because from what I've heard of people talking about working with him, he's fun to work with. Yeah. And then um, I'm really glad that they brought him in, especially after <clears throat> Guardians, right? Assuming, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In what, he was Guardians. In what could have been a dark um, way of portraying them he made it really light and fun, even with the dark themes in that movie. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely see him bringing that into the, this, uh, the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, I should have given you these options before, but here are the confirmed um, upcoming DCEU titles. The Suicide Squad, Black Adam, The Flash, Aquaman 2, and Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Things that are not confirmed to DCEU that are coming up is the Batman. So not confirmed is DCEU. Um, but then also not confirmed to be happening is a Justice League sequel, um, which has been potentially talked about given Zach, the Zack Snyder Justice League mm-hmm. um, release. Um, and then a third Wonder Woman movie. Wasn't there talk of uh, Superman having to be recast because like, henry cavill's contract was which is why i haven't brought up any superman stuff because in theory there should be another superman movie um but there has been nothing because the whether henry cavill will be returning and then i think we will get more confirmation on that after the flash movie which i think is about flashpoint leading into my favorite one (laughs) i'm looking forward to the flash um i think ezra miller was a great casting for barry allen and he's pretty cemented in the role after um pretty much you know Okay. After showing up in the CW show, um, if oh spoiler, if you didn't know, um, Ezra Miller's Flash showed up in a Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW, which was really funny. Um, and Grant Gustin had a really hard time keeping that a secret. Keeping it a secret, <laughs> I thought that was so cool that they like were able to do that. Um, well, I'm also excited for like Shazam, Figure of the Gods, and Black Adam. Um, I have <laughs> to put Flash up there because Flash is one of my favorite heroes of all time. Plus, we get to see a live action Reverse Flash. Um, and he is, he's in my like top 10 villains of all time. I love the reverse flash. Um, well, I am 
I'm very excited for Guardians. I mean, not Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm also excited for Guardians 3. Yes. Um, I am excited, very excited for uh, um, Suicide Squad just because I yeah, I know that James Gunn can can create something so fun. Like, he, he's so good at making really fun action, witty movies. Um, even just, like, the way he films is, is fantastic, and I'm just really excited. Um, I'm also really excited for The Batman, um, which isn't, you know, officially DCEU, but I really love Paul Dano, and I love The Riddler. So... Like the Riddler is one of my favorite Batman villains, um, mostly for the sake that he's he's so normally he's so like he just wants to beat Batman in a game of wits, um, and sometimes yeah he kills people. Um, most of the time though, I feel like he doesn't kill a lot of people. Um, but this is a whole new like take on Riddler too. It looks like a very Zodiac killer type vibe. Um, but I'm really excited to see where that goes. Uh, also, Black Adam is yes. is going to be great. I don't know. We get a live action JSA in that movie. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's it's going to be great. Um, calling it yeah. now. <laughs> Quick question, because it's been a while since I've watched Gotham. Um, is Enigma the actual name of the Riddler, or are they two different people? Edward Nigma is his name. Yeah. Ah, okay. Enigma. Thank you. However, Brilliant. if you're caught up, <laughs> if you're caught up on um, Batwoman, there is currently a villain called Enigma going around. Um, so that could, if you're if you're googling stuff, that uh, that name might also be popular right now. But different character. Okay. Um, so, well, I think to to sum up, um, oh, we never talked about Snyder Cut. Um, your background come seen. on it is my background and i wanted i wanted a quick mention that i think snyder cut all like i don't think it's changed anything directly about the films but i think it shows warner brothers is willing to like invest mm-hmm. um in you know in their properties in dc properties in potentially forming the dcu um i think they just really have to commit to something and run with it and stop worrying about you know, competing with the the MCU because you can't compete with the MCU right now. Um, but just you know, make fun movies. You know, listen to the fans. And I think Zack Snyder's Justice League was a good step in the right direction, even if it was overhyped for what it ended up being. So um, I think like closing message on DCEU is we recognize problems in the past. We think mm-hmm. Suicide Squad could be a turning point, and everything in the future sounds good. And we just keep our fingers crossed that it won't have the same problems that it had in the past. Because everything from the first, uh, you know, first phase, everything pre the Suicide Squad looked good as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I think they're starting to find their footing. Well, as always here on Raving Geeks, we do like to end with some recommendations for our viewers, whether that be movies, video games, comics, or anything else geeky. Um, I think today I will start. Uh-huh. with some recommendations um so my first recommendation uh if you are a fan of the comics and as isaac just mentioned uh this is good timing uh the riddler specifically um the one of the newer batman comics called the war of jokes and riddles um is one of my favorite batman comics uh the basic plot is um the joker and the riddler have an argument over which of them gets to kill the batman uh like who has the right to um, so basically, they 
divide the city in half and divide Batman's rogues gallery in half and everyone picks sides and the whole rogues gallery just fight each other in the city while Batman tries to do damage control. Um, and there is, I will not give away the spoiler, but there is some information at the very end of how this comic ends that kind of changes the whole rogues gallery dynamic completely, like flips it on its head. Um, which is very, very interesting. Uh, my other recommendation, if you haven't watched it, um, it should be on HBO Max if you have it. Um, I'm sure you can find it other places too, but uh, the just the show Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, the animated show from the early 2000s, uh, very, very fun shows. Um, some of my favorite stuff to watch growing up. So, um, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, so if anyone follows our twitter account i posted about this i tweeted about this because it frustrated me so much um so i am recommending the irregulars on netflix i know i recommended it in the last podcast episode it hadn't come out yet it came out um i finished it in two days and the only reason why it took me two days instead of one is because the first day i started getting a headache um but it was really really good and I'm not just saying it because my favorite actor is in it, um, but like the supernatural aspect combined with the Sherlock Holmes aspect was like really, it meshed really well. And like the storyline of everything and like figuring stuff out and going, is that a thing? And then learning it is a thing. Um, it was really good. And I need season two to come out now, even though it hasn't even been confirmed or filmed yet. Um but yeah, that one, I literally sat there after, and my family can confirm this, that I said, oh yeah, I do have other shows that I can watch, because I was like, what else is there to watch now that I've finished watching The Irregulars? Um, so yeah, it's really good, and you'll be frustrated by the fact that there isn't season two yet, so go watch The Irregulars. All right, um, my recommendation is going to be it's going to be the show i mentioned earlier is uh invincible on amazon prime um i'm only one episode in but i i'm really excited to see where it goes um i love steven ewan um who was he's nominated right for first asian american nominated for that movie he was just in um anyways so invincible on amazon prime i'm also going to recommend uh it's an older game from 2015, but it's called Soma. S O M A. Uh, it's like a survival. I don't know we can say 2015 is old. <laughs> older. I mean, like yes, uh, uh, six years ago. Um, don't but, say that. <laughs> it's a survival <laughs> horror game uh, made by the people that made Amnesia. If you've heard, heard of that, The Dark Descent. I know Amnesia. Um, but it it takes. It's so weird. It has to do with. Um, I guess I don't want to spoil it, but it, it'll, it takes place in an underwater remote research facility. Um, and it really has you think about what it means to be alive and to exist and what really means like what is living, you know? Um, but it's fantastic. Uh, and I recommend it and it's on steam on sale for, I think five 99 right now. Uh, so I just got it. Yeah. I'm surprised that you nice. remember getting it or that you remember what it is with, you know, a name like Amnesia. Or I'm sorry. Is that the, oh, that's the other game. That's this the other game. So You've much. already forgotten those games. Yeah. I have Amnesia, <laughs> but what the other game Hey, and if you've read Brave New World, you know Soma can make you forget things. So, like... There we go. 
Oh, actually, you know, one last recommendation. If you are, if you have Keacock, the show Brave New World was actually very, very good. Um, lots of sex, just a heads up. Um, but that's to be expected if you've read the book. Um, so otherwise, very, very intriguing philosophically uh, in terms of that. Man, I should just save that for next week. That one wasn't time consuming. I always struggle coming up with new recommendations. Uh, we'll just cut oh, it well. out. We'll just cut it out. All right. Editor, you're on it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for you today. Thank you all for joining us uh, here at Raving Geeks. Make sure you can leave a comment uh, wherever you're listening from. Uh, we'd love to hear uh, all your thoughts on what we talked about today. Uh, we know there's a lot of speculation and like opinions about the DCEU, so feel free to uh, send yours our way. Um, and also feel free to reach out to us uh, on Facebook or Twitter at Raving Geeks. And uh, make sure you uh, follow our TikTok account. Uh, we're starting to post a little more. We had uh, some pretty popular ones. One uh, popular, popular one about Pokemon that is still going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just had over 5,000 likes uh, on that one. Um, and also, if, since as of today, April Fool's Day, Pokemon decided that Bidoof was going to be their big April Fool's prank. Um, and our TikTok was about the barrel. So I feel like I predicted the future. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, as always, I've been Brendan Valentine, along with Hope Goodrell. And I'm Isaac Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Stay geeky and have a great weekie. So long. <laughs>